This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 42. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, your twice weekly dose of language learning, motivation, whatever language you're learning, whatever stage you're at, whether you're a beginner or super advanced, hopefully this is the place where you're going to get the motivation you need to keep going and to reach fluency. Now, what language is the best to learn? What language should you learn? Is it French? Is it English? Is it Japanese? This is the topic of the question today. But just before we dive into that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the fantastic italki. And whatever language you're learning, you're going to be able to find fantastic native speaker teachers to, to connect with and to take lessons with. If you'd like to get a free lesson, then we've got a special package for you. Simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, let's get into today's question, which the sound quality, I'm afraid, is not fantastic, but you can still, there's a bit of hissing in the background, but you can still make out what he's saying. Uh, today's question from Vendel in Norway. Hi, Oli. My name is Wendel, and I'm from Norway. I'm currently working on improving my Japanese, and I'm focusing on reading and learning kanji at the moment. I hope to take the level 3 JLPT test this winter. But my question isn't about Japanese, though. Two years ago, I applied for translation studies in France, but I needed to speak a third European language, and Norwegian wasn't good enough. So, I bought a really cheap and bad German textbook, and I quickly, quickly realized that I didn't have a reason to learn German. Not to be discouraged, I wanted a new language, because 5 is a nice number, so I looked at what teachers' self and assembly courses were avail available. Trying to find whys for all the cool languages, I realized that I didn't really care much about what anything these countries had to offer me. I learned French and Japanese to read manga and watch anime, and they offer all the possibilities in that field. I know this is a little short-sighted, but uh, I'm really past the point of caring right now. Should I just wait until I find the motivation for a certain language or country, or should I let the work guide me? Richard Kaufman says that if you need to ask someone what language to learn, you're not ready to learn a language. Do you have any advice? Thank you. Okay, hi Wendell, thanks very much for your question. It's a, it's a great one and something that I know a lot of people struggle with. In episode 25 of the podcast, Doug asked a question about, uh, you know, he was basically torn between two languages and he was, you know, he was, he kind of knew deep down that he should give up one language that he was studying and go to another, which he thought would be more, you know, that he would be able to just focus on more and, and get more out of. So I think this particular question manifests itself in lots of different ways with different people. But I guess it comes down to the main question of what language should I learn, like you say. And you, you, you quoted uh, someone as that, you said, you said Richard Kaufman. I wonder if you meant Steve Kaufman. Um, but, but either way, he said, yeah, if, if you're asking what language you should learn, then yeah, I think it's the wrong question. I think it's the wrong question to ask because you will be able to start learning any language you want and you'll be able to get some books and you'll be able to start studying. But that's not the difficult bit. That's the easy bit. You know, we can. it's very easy to pick up a book and start learning a new language. What is not easy is to then keep it up and carry on for the, the years that you need to really learn to, to speak it like a, like a native or, or to speak at the very least to speak, to speak fluently. So... I think it's the great, the good thing is, uh, Vendel, that you are asking this question actively because this means you're not just going to fall into a trap. And if I understand your situation correctly, you need a third foreign language, a third European language. And 
but you also realize that you don't really feel any particular passion for any European language. And I totally get it. Um, you know, I, I've learned lots of languages and my, my, my last three languages were Asian languages. They were Japanese, they were Cantonese, and they were Arabic. And the reason I've learned those is because I haven't felt any particular draw towards Europe or European languages recently. That, that might change, but that's, you know, I've learned my most recent languages because I have developed an interest in one of the, one of those countries in, in some way. So, you know, you're learning Japanese at the moment and you, I can see you've got this, ex, you've got this understanding and this experience of what it means to have motivation. You, you love reading manga in Japanese, which is great. You're taking the JLPT level three, which for those of you who don't know, this is uh, in Japanese, it's called the Nihongo no Ryokushiken and it's a, a government run national Japanese test. I, we, I have my own thoughts about this test and whether or not it's good. Uh, you know, there's no speaking component, for example, which, you know, I think, it, although I thought maybe they were going to introduce one. But anyway, <laughs> you don't want to hear about that. So, you, but level three is a really good level. So you're clearly doing well and you've, you've obviously got to that stage with the motivation that you have and your love for Japanese. So that's fantastic. And so I think what you are experiencing right now with your confusion over what language to learn next is a byproduct of this because you've seen what it's like to love to be in love with a language and to have you know full-on motivation for a language and so if you try to pick a language that you're not passionate about then you will notice the difference i guarantee it maybe not for a few months but certainly within 12 months 6 or 12 months you you will find yourself just thinking what am i doing you know why am i learning this language So I guess it comes down to the question of can you manufacture that passion? Let's assume that you don't have a, that you've identified a language that you think you should learn. Maybe it's Spanish, for example, and you don't have a passion for the language. Can you, can you manufacture it? Can you become passionate about a language in order to then go off and learn it? I'm not so sure that you can, uh, to be honest with you. And even if you even if you do manufacture that passion in some kind of way, it's got an expiry date. You know, it's sooner or later you're going to run against, run up against this brick wall, and you're just not going to have the staying power you need. I think there are there are there are two different kinds of people here because I'm not sure my advice applies to everybody. Certainly for me, if I'm not in love with a language or a culture, or if, I, or if I don't have a deep fascination and want to learn more, then I, there's no way I can learn the language. But I know that there are lots of people. I've come across people before who are who who are capable of who've got extremely good self discipline and um, are very very uh, motivated. And if they have an instrumental reason to learn a language, you know, for example, for a job opportunity, uh, or maybe maybe in your case, Vendel, you know, for, for for applying for I think it's translation studies. You said there are people that with that kind of instrumental motivation, they can then go off and, and force themselves to do anything. But I think you would know deep down whether you are that kind of person or not. And I suspect you're not, just like me, because otherwise you wouldn't be you wouldn't be asking the question. So I think what it comes down to for you is probably think to think, well, how badly do I want to do this translation studies thing? And if you want to do it badly enough, then maybe you should say, okay, I'm just going to go and learn um, Spanish or something like that and just do it. But I, I would I would suggest that that's possibly not the best way to do it. And instead, you should do a bit of kind of deep thinking and, and see which language 
is most likely to be something that you think you might be able to, to, to fall in love with later on. So I would be tempted to look around myself and to look around me and to think, okay, well, what, where are my friends from? What languages do they speak? What kind of hobbies do I have? Do I like, do I like, is, is there, is there something that I do that has a particular connection with a, with a, with a country? Um, I mean, for example, do, do I love opera? Do I love Italian opera? So would, could Italian possibly be a language that I could, I could fall in love with? What kind of movies do I like? Do I particularly like Latin American movies? In which case maybe, maybe Spanish might be, something that I could I could uh, take up you got to look for some something to hook onto something that ideally related to your interests that is going to be able to sustain you through the language journey and you know ultimately I can't make that decision for you I don't think it's an easy decision but I think yeah it's going to come for you it's going to come down to whether or not you make this decision to learn another language that you're not particularly interested in for the sake of, for example, getting this into this translation studies course, or whether you say, you know what, I've been in love with, I've been interested in uh, Korean for a long time, so I'm going to go and learn that because that's where my heart lies. I know what I would do, <laughs> I would follow my heart in every case, but uh, yeah, ultimately, uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be down to you. So I know I haven't solved your your problem right here but I hope that provides a bit of food for thought and if you'd like to ask me a question please do I'm always looking for new voicemail questions in particular you can go over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask and that's going to take you to a, a little widget that you can leave a message with me leave a leave a message for me on either your smartphone or your computer or whatever it is you're using now I thought about an interesting resource for this episode because I always like to end these episodes by giving you a resource of some kind. And I came across uh, something that I found recently, which is a British Council report into languages of the future. And it's called British Council Languages for the Future Report. And I thought maybe you would be interested to know which languages the British Council, which is a a UK government organisation, thinks will be most useful for the future of the UK. Now, Obviously, you are probably not listening to this in the UK, but nevertheless, it's probably a pretty good indicator of, of uh, you know, it's relevant to, to you, probably. And their languages, in reverse order, so the top 10 languages of the future are, at number 10, Japanese, joint number 8, so rather than 8 and 9, they've just got joint number 8, I don't know why, Russian and Turkish, and then in decreasing order, Italian, Portuguese, German, Mandarin, Chinese, French, Arabic, and if you'd like to know number one, then head over to the blog, iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 42, and I'm going to put a link to this very, very interesting report, so you can find out what the number one language for the future is, and just generally read read the rest of it, because it's really, really interesting the way that they that they summarize it. So you can probably guess what it is, but if you'd like to read it, head over to the show notes and check that out. And I'd like to end the show by thanking the sponsors, italki, where any of the languages I've just mentioned, including the number one language, you will be able to find native speaker teachers for who can help you on your way in your language learning journey to get a free lesson, head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash start speaking and you'll find everything you need there. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.